umnambe ukuyihamba nawe lendlela yobuntu hlala umamele tyelela ku radiopulpit.co.za studio <laughs> hi dr tlelani how are you i'm fine how are you bongi nalwe na re tshachanguba yeah we have an aviation college you know it yeah you know this aviation college eh yeah. Oh, so, wow. It's just that uh, I really never went, I mean, went in. I went in to see. see. Wow. Yeah. I'm so, I I'm so impressed. Yeah. I also, yeah, I think when, when I go home, <laughs> that's it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you and I can change careers ne? and yeah. fly, fly, fly. Age allowing. <laughs> but now I was asking, I was asking that what if I'm afraid of heights? Then what? What happens when I'm afraid of fight he's like I, I don't know how am i going to help you i, I know in the medical space i've heard a, a somebody that that's very close who's a nurse now and she used to say um they used to, they would say say to her she has to measure vomit you know of a, a patient and she says i would add <laughs> to that. And they're like, no, how are we going to differentiate the patients and yours? But now she's working, she doesn't have any problems like that yeah, any with longer. Time, you know, this uh, phobia <laughs> goes away. You just yeah. have to be persistently be exposed yeah. to that which you are afraid So, of. so you, you, you reckon if, if one would go into the aviation space, they would also conquer that? Yeah, no, the you, fear will. Of heights. you will. Yeah. Most pilots uh, <laughs> that I know have got some pilot friends. You know? Yeah, they, they, they used to have uh, fear of flying, actually. You know, but flying. they. But now they're okay. Yeah, they got they to fly, that head on collision. Big jets, 707 and 747. <laughs> without any. Any, any problems? Yeah, yeah they, they went kind of looking head on collision yeah. with the phobia. No, you just have to with the phobia. It will go. <laughs> it will go. And you as and long I. As you've got that passion for that profession. Yeah. You will. You will go. So I hope you're encouraged if you're listening and you're at home. Maybe you're doing metric or you are doing your grade <coughs> 11. Dr. Tlelani says it will go away. Go head on collision with the with that phobia and it will go away. You and I are talking about the heat wave. Yes. Actually, very difficult subject. Very year. difficult, ne? Uh, <laughs> uh, I was trying to research around it, and uh, yeah. I could only get uh, one thing in Chicago some time ago. Yeah. In, in 1996. But when it comes to us taking care of ourselves, I know that Dr. Tlalani, you you will help us in that regard because yo, yeah, it's hot. Yo, 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 yeah, it's yo. Very hot. Yeah. You see now, uh, we're going to deal with the symptoms, diagnosis, treatment, yes. prognosis yes. as to what is really happening in this. But what I can tell, I'm going to talk about heat stroke. Okay. Which All is right. uh, uh, the, the, the heat stroke before you know, death or something like that. You? Now, okay, yeah, but not now. Let's yeah. take a break. Yeah, and then okay. Let's come back sure. and talk about right. that. Fine. And uh, let me greet first uh, Georgia. Thank you so much. Uh, some awesome words right there. Warming my heart. <coughs> Warming my heart there, Muruti Georgia. Thank you. Uh, thank you. Todd Dillany in the background. A victory belongs to Jesus. Whatever that you're going through, remember, victory belongs to him. Stand against the Lord.
ditapelo ya musiami inonofile khudira tseri khulu fa ile ya tshwafalo ka kopo tswela gorapela radio pulpit le tiro e re dirang mo lefaseng la Afrika borwa le kontle ganaga You are listening to Radio Pulpit, your daily companion. I saw Dr. Tleilani going uh, like, you're dancing. <laughs> I knew you wouldn't be able to hold your horses when you got to that one. Eh? Mm, Dr. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, family, we gave you the sounds of Todd Dillany. Victory belongs to Jesus. We're talking heat stroke um, during a heat wave with Dr. Tleilani. So what is a heat stroke? Okay, uh, heat stroke it's a li- it's a, it's a real life threatening uh, condition that results in very high body temperatures. Yeah, and uh, which will ultimately mean lead to malfunction of almost all the organs of the body and in particular the brain. Yeah, because of the metabolic uh, disorders that it is going to expose the brain to. So that's basically who is what prone to this. Is anyone, everyone? prone to it during heat wave no not everyone it will depend as to how your your body mechanism to cool down handles the heat okay because uh, remember we've got the elderly who are prone to you know to get the heat strokes we've got children who because of the surface area is very high and then uh, you know a child loses heat faster than an adult because of the body A child uh, between which ages, Dr. Tleilani? Uh, two? Let's say from zero to, to, to about six months. To about six months. Yeah. What about the children now and the teenagers? Now, those ones are also exposed. I mean, they, they respond exactly just like adults. Oh, okay. And then, uh, uh, in particular, the, the elderly, I mean, the, the, the older adolescents, those ones can handle it to an extent because they're very hyperactive. It's just like the children who are between seven and nine. Mm. Those ones are very hyperactive. Their activity can get rid of this heat very easy. Oh, okay. Yeah. So basically the elderly, the children, and the obese people. What about then, people with comorbidities? Comorbidities. Yes. Well, it will depend how much, I mean, how well treated you are. We do have hypertensive who can get uh, a heat stroke because their blood pressure is not well controlled or they are on treatment like diuretics or uh, beta blockers. Mm. Now, because those things are known to can aggravate the cardiovascular system. Mm. They expose the body to uh, 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 constriction, I mean, dilatation of the blood vessels, then that will cause them to can uh, be able to, um, you know, suffer uh, from heat stroke. Hmm. Yeah, especially diuretics and the beta blockers. If you're hypertensive and other illnesses like maybe nephropathies or something like that, mm. those can also be uh, very dangerous in the sense that the, when you become dehydrated because of the heat, remember what happens with the heat is that the, your mechanism of having to protect yourself from overheating mm. ceases. It becomes overwhelmed. Okay, you can't sweat anymore. And immediately you reach that stage, then all the electrolytes, mm. which were supposed to have been gotten rid of by the sweat, goes to the kidney, and then they overwhelm the kidney, and then the kidney can easily fail. Hmm. You see, or you can get the electrolyte imbalances. Now that's where now the confusion comes, because there's going to be less potassium and less sodium, mm. which is going to be 
uh, transported to the brain. And then you're going to get things like brain fog. You're going to get the malfunction of the brain. You can get seizures, you know, things like that. So the kidney is mm. also, you know, um, a, 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 not a culprit, um, uh, an organ which can easily be affected. Sure. Well, when it comes to respirations, uh, the, 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 what you call the, the, the lungs can be, to an extent, be overwhelmed too. Because, you know, when you become hot, you want to perspire to get rid of the right, heat. Right, right. And then uh, in one or other way, the bronchi are going to suffer. But now, and, uh, is it possible to have all of that, but you're sweating? No. Because uh, no. you mentioned sweat. You stop sweating earlier. You stop sweating, yes. No, no, no. You can't have all those things. Even if, uh, sweating. Yeah. If, if you don't sweat, you have to sweat. But with a heat stroke, yes. that mechanism of sweating ceases. Now, the body has to make up some other way of getting rid of this heat, which uh, you are using, which you are using to... Uh, with which we're using sweat to cool down. Sure. And then that mechanism, if it's gone, mm. something has to give up. And what is going to give up is it's the kidneys. It's going to attack one of the organs. Yeah. The kidneys will pick up. The respiration will pick up. You get a respiratory distress syndrome because of hyperventilation, trying to get rid of this uh, heat. And the other thing is uh, your skin is going to be compromised. It's going to thin out, become very clammy and hot, and then will be exposed to easily, I mean, will easily be injured. And then uh, once you get injured in the presence of uh, heat, the organisms are going to be so happy because they like that heat, and then uh, mm. sepsis may be there. And then you're going to get some uh, dermatosis of some sort, especially what you call, um, um, it's an infection, staphylococcal infection, or just forgot, no, impetigo, that's right. Mm. Are these the symptoms? No. No, no, no. Those those are not the symptoms, basically. These, these are the are they, Okay, yeah. okay. When, when everything This has comes failed, after the after, symptoms. Yes. All right, let's go back to the symptoms. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Now, the symptoms usually are dizziness, lightheadedness, weakness, clumminess, and poor coordination. You get fatigue, headache, blurred vision, and muscle aches, you know, nausea, vomiting, which are also symptoms of heat exhaustion. Because immediately you start um, uh, getting this uh, heat uh, affecting you, you're going to get exhaustion. And then from exhaustion, you're going to get muscle cramps. Mm. And then from muscle cramps, you're going to get the, uh, the heat stroke. So it goes in that sequence. If you don't get immediate cooling, that's when fatality kicks in. You can easily die because of that. Now, during heat stroke, the skin becomes very hot, flushed, and sometimes dry. Sweating may also not okay because of the mechanism of cooling down. The thermostat is dead. Mm. And then, uh, despite the, the heat, which is just persistently at the same level. Now, the temperature usually is 40 or more. Now, I don't know. We, we, we in South Africa... We, you get a heat stroke at 40, but uh, I've seen people in China mm. and uh, Hong Kong and, you know, all those areas. They can endure 42 degrees. Wait, 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 wait. Are we talking about the environmental temperature or are we talking about the temperature on your body? On the your environmental body? temperature. The environmental yeah. one. Okay. Like, uh, what is it today? 35. Mm. Yeah. If you can go to 40, we're all going to collapse. 
you know. Mm. We can't stand that. But there are people, depending on, you know, where, which side of where the Where you are the, uh, in yeah. the world. Yeah. Um, I know the people next to the equator, they're adapted to 40, yeah. 42 they and can, everything. They can withstand. Yeah. They don't even feel what... They don't even feel that. Yeah. And then uh, they've also adapted by uh, having a darkened skin, which... Uh, can absorb this thing and then they don't become affected by this heat. But it's we, because they are born in that space. They're and born in that space. Yeah, they are immune now yeah. to certain temperatures, but you can't go beyond them. Yeah, you can't go beyond that. Mm. But averagely, the whole world usually, we take it, 40. the temperature, the body temperature usually exceeds uh, 40 degrees. Then that's when you are prone to get uh, this... Uh, no. Let me ask Dr. Tlailani about your body temperature. What happens to it during that time? Does it also rise? Would you also show with something like fever? Be feverish? As yes, result? that's right. You can get okay. these things. You get the, the fevers. You get the, the lethargies. You get the exhaustion because of the heat. Now, body temperature should be between 36, 37. And then immunity goes to 38, 39. Then you're becoming feverish. And then not necessarily that you've got something in you which causes the temperature. It's the external heat that uh, raises up your body temperature. Body temperature. Yeah, and then the body wouldn't like that. And then that's when you're going to get uh, a heat stroke. So if you touch the person's body, would it be hot? No, no, not necessarily hot. That's very funny. It don't be hot. It will be clammy and cool. You see? It's a paradox. This one needs God. <laughs> I'm yeah. sorry to say it, 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 it sounds so demonic, kind of. It really needs God. So the body will be fine. Yeah, the body will be fine. You don't you, you, you feel like you how, know, you're, how you're you, touching a stove or something. Yeah, like. how, because when a person is sick, you can feel it when you touch them. The body temperature rises. Yeah. So if, if you use a thermometer, it will still say the body is The body is okay. high. No, when you use a thermometer. Then the thermometer tell. will tell. Yeah, it will be tell. Oh, okay. Remember the skin is, a, is an organ which regulates the temperature. It, it regulates the itself. Yeah. Mm. And then uh, when there is too much heat, it will you know, tend to be cold and then get rid of this uh, uh, sweat to cool you down. But now because of the heat, which is very extreme, that shuts down. I, I'm tempted to ask about women in on, in menopause during the heat wave. <laughs> yeah, I know. I was just talking about it now. A bit of women who are in menopause. Mm. Look, uh, Those who are got, experiencing the hot flashes. Yeah. yeah. Somehow got the manufactured uh, and the mechanism of ladies to can endure the extra heat that they get from outside, which is not necessarily from being menopausal. I don't know by what mechanism, but their temperatures, they feel hot, but when you take their temperatures, they're 36, 37. Mm. They're not high above 40, 42. Mm. The temperature outside will be very high. You'll be having the hot flashes and just waving this... Uh, Oh, we, we are ama- we are an amazing species because even <laughs> yes, when we are right. pregnant, uh, the temperature in there is very high, but we feel uh, okay. Even if you overlay the temperature, <laughs> <as well>. <laughs> <laughs> we are a very beautiful and awesome species. Yeah. Now, uh, those are basically the symptoms. Wait, Dr. Leland, when it comes to a child, yeah. you spoke about zero to 
six did you say six, six months, months yes. how do you pick it up that maybe the child is lethargic or the child is uh, ha- is experiencing all the some of the symptoms that you spoke about yeah the, the thing with the child is uh, they, they, they communicate by crying you'll find that the child just cries he just cries he just cries when we're not this child what's wrong with this child they'll just be crying now with our how we grew up more and more, yes. And yeah, we take the blanket, we put it over the child. And yeah. So during the heat wave, what should we be doing when it comes to children? Now you must cool them down by tepid sponging. You just take it, uh, 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 what you call, what you call this thing now, a towel, dip it in pure water, not very cold water. Dip it in there and then uh, squeeze a little bit of water out of that uh, towel and then just cover the body cover the the, man. the limbs you can take leave. off this the socks yeah take off all the clothes yeah and then let ch- that child be in that uh, diaper diaper yeah mm. but don't put eyes i've seen other mothers well i've heard that other mothers put that is eyes. So scary yeah which is not good because immediately you lower that temperature down within like yeah yeah then you are going to stimulate the hypothalamus to even say, look, this body is too cold, produce some uh, mechanism of heating it, and then you're going to overwhelm the brain. And then that's when they're going to start getting convulsions, you know, seizures. So tepid water, yeah, normal tap water. Yeah, normal tap water. Yeah. That is at about four degrees. It will, it will cool them down. Okay. And then uh, make sure they take lots of liquids as well. Yeah, a lot of fluids, yes, that's right. And... We must also watch out of uh, the the heat rush, because um, there are some other children who react by developing heat rush, and then what mothers, does it look like? It looks like measles. Mothers can confuse it for measles, and then they bring the child. And say, you know, this child, you know, he's got the measles or something like that, and then we take the history. You know, he's had all the the measles uh, injections, and then uh, they they they. The, the lesions themselves, they're typical of a heat rash and not that of a measles, which is typical, you know, a measles, you can see that's typical mm. with punctuated reddish mm, spots. Mm, mm. And then, uh, so once uh, you have a child like that, then just try to... Remove you know, the clothes. Yeah, remove the clothes. Sponge, sponge them. Yes. Yeah, and then if you have uh, something like paracetamol, you can use that to oh, lower okay. the temperature at the same time to help it. Just for the child not to get convulsions, because immediately they get convulsions, then the brain is going to be affected. Uh, and then we know that 15% of children who get heat, I mean, um, convulsions because of uh, uh, heat. heat, they go on to become epileptic at a later stage. Hmm. I, I, I heard a, a mother saying, um, I don't want to take off the T-shirt, for yes. example, during when it's very hot, because they say... Um, in the wee hours of the morning, yes. then the, the the temperature gets cooler, which will now affect the body. Should they be worried about that? Or no, I shouldn't be worried about that because the body has got its own mechanism. Of regulating, of itself. regulating itself. So yes. just take off the clothes. Yeah. It's hot. It's hot. Allow yeah. them to sleep without... Without the... Uh, yeah, just the diaper. Just on. the diaper, yeah, that's right. Okay. So it's not a very big issue if... Uh, uh, they are wearing or not wearing, you know, anything on, as long as they are healthy, you know, their body 
uh, temperature mechanism mm. is there, is intact. Now, in, in adults, what, what, what should we be doing? With in adults, it's the same thing, you know. <laughs> I'm walking barefooted <coughs> lately. <laughs> That's me. My feet should touch the tile. Yeah. And I feel like the body is going, you know. Okay, we did have some patients who were in that state of uh, just like pre-heat stroke. Yes. Uh, okay. Not like no, you. Not like me. Yeah. <laughs> you see, you're in a very nicely air-conditioned area, so you won't get those things. Now, cold water immersion for adults is a very, is a number one thing. You know, put them, you can get can open water in a in a in a uh, bath, bath and uh-huh. then immense uh, the, pa- the like patient. sit in there yeah sit in there and then it will cool down and then uh, evap- uh, evaporative cooling measures like air conditioners uh-huh. those are the number one things like I can see the air conditioner it's nice and cool here but w- what I've heard about uh, conditioners in our houses in our offices is that the body then um, says I don't need water. Uh, it forgets to drink water. It forgets to be thirsty. And then at the end of the day, when you go out there to he- uh, face the heat, yeah. you can't take it because you're not well hydrated. How true is that? Uh, well, it's not, I'm not sure about the, whether it's true or not true, but uh, the body, if you're in an environment uh, where it's nice and cool, okay, you won't have the edge to drink water or anything, but... Uh, uh, you must propose to take at least, you know, you must consciously take one and a half liter to two liters of water, whether you're thirsty or not thirsty. That's what we encourage patients to do. Mm. Like uh, if you take water within an environment which is cold like now, mm. you see, here's my water, I'm, t- I'm taking <laughs> water. I know it's cool here yeah. Yeah. because I want that uh, if I go outside, I'm not behind with my fluid. When it, I heat up, I can sweat and I still have enough fluid in me that uh, my body mechanisms will still be taking care of me. Mm-hmm, yeah. mm-hmm. So that you're in an environment which is cold and you're not thirsty, don't worry about that, but consciously take at least one and a half to two liters of water every day if you can. Mm-hmm. I know water has become too expensive now. Mm-hmm. Now people with heart stroke must be cooled immediately and then an ambulance should be called, should uh, not uh, be an improvement and then when awaiting transportation to the hospital, yeah, people should be immersed in cold water, such as a lake or a stream or a bathtub or something like that, just for them to be cool, right. so that they, they don't become overwhelmed, you know, their thermostats don't become warm yeah. to affect the brain. Okay, let's take a break, Dr. Leland, and then come back to talk to you some more. Okay. Um, I, 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 I think, yeah, we really need to find out some other things and ask questions. And family, do remember that the lines are open for you on 12 334 is the SMS line, or 8265 um, I had uh, some, some hot flushes at some point in my life. I found myself sleeping on the tiles. Like, I had to take off the jeans and everything, yeah. and then yeah. just like that. You know what it felt felt like? It felt like when I put. Have you heard when you have something very hot and you put it in water? What happens? Yeah. There's there's the shh. No, we meant to. I felt. The same I thing. felt. <laughs> No, we get what you call underpause. Huh? Yeah. Yeah, we also feel the same really? thing. Really? Yeah, also under, went through that, you know. In my 50s and everything. 
<laughs> you know, I had to lie on the tires and cool down. Oh, so I'm not strange. No, no, no. Okay, not, let's not. come back. Okay. <laughs> You're listening to Radio Pulpit, your daily companion. We gave you the sounds of Joya Celebration, Aputanda Corner. And uh, I am Sibongile Mufukin with you up until 11 o'clock. I... And I'm not alone. I'm with Dr. Abel Tlailani. We will be with you up until then. But um, at 11 o'clock, when we say goodbye, you will join Perspective, the Perspective team with Germany, Yanni Balsar. I wonder what are they discussing today? Um, But I know it's something that you want to listen to. You want to learn and grow uh, together with us right here on Radio Povet, your daily companion. He always has got some special list on um, what they discuss and they discuss all of it uh, from a godly and a Christian perspective. So um, do join them at uh, 11 up until t- uh, 12 and at 12 o'clock Ayanda Nenemba takes you through with Heart to Heart up until uh, uh, 3 o'clock. Uh, right now I am with Dr. Abel Tlailani the disease besuk with Dr. Abel Tlailani on Sprat Uwer heat stroke uh, during a heat wave. Muruti, uh, I see you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Let's hear what Mrs. Pindile has got to say to you and I, Dr. Tailani. And I asked Dr. Taylor, what do you think? I hope you enjoy that song. And you said what? (laughs) And you were like, that's a beautiful one. (laughs) Did you also enjoy it? Yeah, to the crusade. Thank you so much, Sis Pindile. I know that you were dancing right there. We're talking heat stroke uh, with uh, Dr. Telani. We in Gauteng and in other provinces are going five or four other. We are the fifth one that are going through a heat wave. And uh, these are the things that we are uh, advising the family to uh, do during this time. Um, and uh, yeah, I want to know, uh, Dr. Tleilani, what are some of the things that we need to do to, can we prevent a heat stroke in, 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 in our bodies during now, now when we are going through a heat wave? Because yep. you said if we could hit a 40 degrees Celsius, we are all in trouble. Yeah, that's right. Mm. Okay, what you should do is just to avoid uh, uh, being in a, a, a very hot environment. Yeah. And then uh, I know, but uh, there are some other people who are working in that... Uh, outside. Outside. But uh, if you can't do anything about that, hydrate yourself enough. Mm. I recommended one, uh, one and a half liters to two liters of water, but uh, you can increase it to about 2.5 liters of water. Mm. Have it with you all the time. Yeah. And then uh, uh, for people who are uh, working in uh, mines and other hot uh, areas, yeah, because we know that uh, those areas are very hot. Yeah, so I can just imagine now what's happening. Yeah, try to have a, a, vit- a very good ventilation. Uh-huh. And if you can, 
install air conditioners so that the, there's going to be that uh, breeze of air, mm. which is, you know. Uh, I, I heard terrible. of people also jogging in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's best to jog in the morning because is it's it not much better. Oh, because yes. I was going to ask you about that. I heard of uh, even those that are doing gardening mm-hmm. who say um, it's better to do it very early in the morning. Yeah. Um, because later on, it's going to be very hot. Usually okay. between eleven in the morning and three in the afternoon. Mm. And then we also have people who uh, uh, work in um, um, environments that. Uh, uh, in the what do you call these things now? Where fire, fire, fire brigaders. Yes, that's right. Ooh, yeah. I don't even like their clothes. When I look at them, they look yeah. very hot. Yeah, that's right. They, they wear <laughs> these uh, warm clothes and everything, uh. just to protect themselves from the fire and everything. But uh, if you can, after you have done your job and everything, get rid of that mm. quick, quick, mm. so that mm. uh, your body can go back to. To, to each normal. Uh-huh. Now, the, there is one thing that I want to say, and okay. that is, before someone gets a full-blown heat stroke, mm. what are the body's early reactions to excessive heat? Okay. No? no, no, heat rush is one of them. So you observe that the patient develops uh, uh, some heat rush, which I said maybe in a, in the case of a child can be confused with measles. And then there's going to be some uh, muscle cramps or spasms. And then... Uh, as when you are waking and doing your normal duties and everything, you find sometimes your fingers just cramp. You try to hold something, you know, just, you know, your fingers won't allow you to do that. Now, those would be the very early signs of being overwhelmed by heat. And if those aren't dealt with, if you don't deal with those ones to cool down, mm. you're going to go down to uh, a heat stroke, which we don't want you to go into. Oh, so if you're just finding yourself experiencing some cramps, yeah, and pay attention. It, yeah, when it's really hot. Okay. It's not because of uh, an electrolyte imbalance or something like that. It could be because of the heat stroke. And then you have to take precautionary measures to cool yourself down. Go into a shade, take enough fluids, mm. and uh, don't be too active. Yeah, because... You will become active, then you're going to generate you're losing, more heat. Losing, yes, uh, in your body, and then you're defeating the purpose now. Sure. So, and then when it comes to prognosis of heat stroke, no, the, uh-huh. re- the, the 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 risk of death from heat stroke depends on the uh, uh, how how old an, an alert is, and then uh, how young the child is, uh-huh. and then how severe any medical conditions such as heart, lung, kidney, or liver disorder are. Like we have asked if a patient has got a comorbidity. Yes. What is the prognosis there? We know that the prognosis is going to be very high. And it also depends on what the highest body temperature was at any stage. If it was uh, maybe 39, we know that uh, the prognosis is good. But it will, if it was something like 40, 41, mm. then we know that the prognosis is it's, it's bad. Because uh, there could have been some sequelae or some... Uh, adversities on the brain because we want to protect the brain from being forked because immediately go into the forked state then you're going to have more problems of maybe convulsions or irreversible mm. uh, confusion now how long body temperatures remain extremely high mm. it's also a prognostic factor because you mustn't be exposed to a heat for longer than what the body can endure 
because there are some other people just like with athletes. Athletes can run in a very hot environment and not even uh, care whether they want to rest or take some water mm. along the road. I anything. know even toddlers are like that. Yeah, toddlers. So, <laughs> you have to think for for them. The toddlers. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they keep running and they're energetic. They yeah. they don't they can't pick it up that they are dehydrating at that yeah. moment. Yeah, because the leading causes of athletes to die. Yes, are one. This heat, which overwhelms the uh, cooling mechanism, uh-huh. and the second one is uh, her, uh, myocarditis, mm. when they've got uh, a viral infection and just force themselves to go and run or something like that. Those are the two main things which cause uh, athletes to die. Wow! Yeah. Sure, Dr. Telani, thank you so much. This was so informative. Thank you. Uh, your closing statements. We are going through this, um, yeah. but we really need to take care. Yeah, what, what I can, my closing statement yes. is that let us please hydrate ourselves. Yeah. Uh, you should it be specifically water or sh- you can... Uh, well, ideally, you, you should replace uh, sweat is sodium chloride and some potassium, but that's too expensive. Then you have to get an energy drink or something like that, which has got loose electrolytes. You have to replace it by electrolytes, which you are losing. But water is still okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah. But avoid that one, which uh, the, that energy drink, which makes you fly. Avoid that one. Dr. T on his basic. Thank you so much. <laughs> thank you very much. <laughs> and uh, for family members who would like to be in contact with you? Uh, my cell phone is 078 78 Seven three eight two six nine four, and preferably after six o'clock in the evening. Yeah, ninoni, ninoni, haru verk, haru mago verk, verk no. Thank you so much, Doctor Tlaylani. I'm calling you. Yeah, I am. I'm so much used to in my other, in my next life. Yeah. Okay. Thanks, family out there. Have a great one, Dr. Tleilani. <laughs> and yes, family, after six o'clock, that's when you can connect with Dr. Tleilani on zero seven eight three. I mean seven three eight two six nine four. It's zero seven eight seven three eight two six nine four. I'm signing out, and uh, next up is Germany. Yanni Pelsa with perspective. Do you enjoy the rest of our shows? Love you too much. Have a blessed one. Leaving you with the sounds of uh, CC and uh, BB Wine. Still, I can't make it without you.